This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you know you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, unlike the Owls, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. So there's only one thing left to say. What's everybody having? Order now on the McDonald's app and you can also get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means you'll get some tasty rewards later on. And between you and me, if you order just before kickoff, you can get it just in time for half time. But I've not told you that. Only via the app at participating restaurants, 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery free and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. See you later. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with Free for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. As football fans, we often pride ourselves on knowing everything, from which substitution can turn the game around to the quickest route home to beat the crowds. However, when it comes to discussing feelings with our friends, we might not always feel as confident. That's why we're here to equip you with the right tools so you can reach out to those who can help. If your mates are struggling, let them know that the Samaritans are free to call on 116123. That's 116123. They are there to listen without judgment or pressure, 24-7, 365 days of the year. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. The Wednesday Week is sponsored by the Riverside Cafe, new outside bar, now open on match days. Very warm welcome to the Wednesday Week, the Sheffield Wednesday podcast. I'm Lord Hillsborough, and with me on the line, first of all, we have Mr. Rich Davies, Dickie Owl, my darling. How the devil are you? I'm absolutely fantastic, my lord, and thank you for calling me darling. That was very, very kind of you. Oh, my pleasure, sweetie pie. Stop flirting with me again. <laughs> I apologise, I've been told before. And my other little sweetie pie is on the line as well. Mr. Marriott, how the devil are you? Do I not get a darling? Uh, you got a sweetie pie. Sweetie pie, come on. He got a sweetie pie and a darling. I mean, it's not a competition, but he did get both. <laughs> I only got one. I quite like a babe. Can I have a babe? I'm sorry, princess. Oh, that's all right. Yeah, um, I'm good. Yeah, it's good to be. Um, it's good to be. Here. I'm actually doing the podcast in my front room tonight, which very rarely happens. I'm normally in the kitchen, uh, but I've got the uh, the last few minutes of the Manchester derby on the TV. And you know what I've realised watching this game. And um, this is a very generic point, but don't footballers point a lot? Like when they put the ball out for a corner, they turn around and they point. They're not pointing at anything. They just point. It's very much a footballer thing. Point a lot. Substitute comes on. He points. It doesn't mean anything. They just point. Footballers, they point. That's as insightful as I think I'm going to get tonight. So um, lap it up, it's boys. A good point, lap it. Hey, point. <laughs> Very good. And, and that's yeah. it. So this evening we've got uh, James's uh, favourite sort of grumpy old owls podcast because uh, everybody else is off having young person fun, aren't they? Uh, it is Fudge's birthday, so we'll let him off. Um, so he's out doing birthday Fudgy type things, which, to be honest, we're probably best off out of, aren't we? Um, Eddie's uh, off. Here, there, and everywhere. Probably gallivanting, <laughs> gallivanting indeed. Uh, probably sam- sampling something sparkling. And uh, Victoria, 
Now, are we allowed to say <laughs> where Victoria is? <laughs> I'll say where Victoria is. She's at the Justin Bieber concert. <laughs> what a crock of shit. <laughs> she is touching herself ferociously as we speak. <laughs> if I gave you chaps a choice of going to watch Justin Bieber for the evening or going to watch a United game, which one would you choose? That's a right choice. <laughs> oh, or, <laughs> or jumping off a cliff. <laughs> Every time. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I, I personally hope Victoria's having a wonderful, wonderful moist time. Um, right, <laughs> let's crack on, shall we? Um, so first things first is this uh, this QPR game that uh, we all uh, went and had a little nosy at. And it must be said that QPR were going great guns. Of course, our um, preview of the QPR game last week wasn't up to our normal standards because the person that does the research wasn't here, were they, James? So um, basically Sorry about that. Said... As, you, as you may have noticed, I was a little <laughs> preoccupied with some beer last week. And, and you know what? This is a true just, story. Just I've, last week. I've, I've I've still not listened back to last week's podcast because I, I it's just too cringeworthy. I daren't. Like I realised as soon as I finished on that call, and I just thought, "What the hell was I talking about then?" Like I actually had a really good time in Cardiff. My mate was like, "God, you were scathing about Cardiff." I'm like, "It was actually all right." <laughs> to be fair, a, a lot of our conversation that we had with you in the uh, the pub, James, uh, did end up on the cutting room floor. Um, <laughs> I, can, I can believe it. And even a lot of those bits won't even make the Christmas special because they were just <laughs> two of them. Um, okay. <laughs> no, I apologise. I mean, QPR were on a cracking run. Had they gone five games unbeaten or something like that? They'd been on a really, really good run. And I was a little bit concerned about this, but... Although the uh, the Channel Five highlights didn't really show it, we we played really really well, didn't we? Do you think Channel Five actually had someone at that game? Do you think they just kind of looked at the stats and made it up? Because the the, the I've never like heard a, a more like untrue match report or, or unreflective match report as how um, Football on Five talked about it. Um, it look, fun, I, I think. I think there's been some difference of opinion in terms of this game. Now, I thought it was a really good, solid performance. I think we looked pretty much in control from start to end. Now, whenever you you know, you 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 one nil up in a game for for the majority of it, you're never really safe. You've never got it in the bag. But I, I never felt particularly troubled by um, by by QPR. They had a, a spell of possession in the in the first half for about 10 minutes but they didn't do anything with it they were one of the most boring teams that that I've seen that that really do literally just play it from from one side of the halfway line to the other and back again um but um I I'm not sure that they hugely troubled us to be honest I thought that we were you know we, we looked pretty pretty secure pretty safe um and, and and good money for the win I've heard other people say that that they thought that we weren't to our best, and that QPR played some some good stuff, and and maybe deserved something out of it. So, I, I don't know. I mean, it's worth pointing out that I was actually sober watching the game, uh, which doesn't <laughs> doesn't happen word. very often. So what maybe I didn't think? really I didn't really see it in the true way. I'm like the opposite. Most people watch a game after a few <laughs> drinks and don't see it in the normal way. I watch it having not had a few drinks, um, and and so maybe didn't see a true reflection of it. I don't know. I must admit, chatting with you afterwards, you did seem quite compassmentous, and I was, I was, I was a little surprised. But um, that yeah. was probably is a re- result of, of Friday nights. Um, yeah, that's unfortunately the truth of it. Because I went to a beer festival on Friday night and drank so much, I couldn't fit any more in on Saturday. <laughs> And for you not to be able to fit it in, old Bean, that's a lot, a lot of ale. Um, <laughs> I thought that, um, like most teams, kind of, kind of have in a game, every, 
everybody usually has a 15 minutes in a game. Uh, even if it's even if it's a thrashing, you know, they, they, they'll have that little spell. And I thought QPR did have that spell, but that's really what all, all I thought they did have. Um, I, I thought we started to... And we start, we start to see the team that we saw last season again uh, in Wednesday. Um, we were closing pl- people down. Um, we were we were, we were just doing the things we did last year, um, and and that for me, just apart from scoring goals, which is you know, it'll come I think, and at some point I think there's something thrashing, but it was it, it was much much better I thought on Saturday, and and I had a little theory that you know it's. Um, Fletcher's obviously been out of the team for uh, you know with his, his wife giving birth and everything. But did did him coming out mean we played it more on the deck than going over the top a little bit? It's an interesting point, isn't it? Because you you would imagine unless Fletcher's just not not trained because of um, you know his 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 personal situation that in actual fact Hooper kept him out of the team, um, and that must mean that that Carlos has been you know really happy with how with been playing with with Hooper in the team um and and what he's added and um you know he scored the goal he put another good performance you would think it's going to be tricky for, for Fletcher to get his place back against um against Derby now you made an interesting point in there about um how at the moment the goals aren't coming and sooner or later we're going to give someone a, a thrashing i've got a slightly different theory on this regard because um at, at, obviously at full time on on Saturday in the pub after the game I'm, you know I'm not a massive fan of looking at the league table before Christmas, but it was brought up the fact that we're now up to fifth, so we're in the the top six now. And a lot of people were saying that we've done it, you know, we've done it quietly, we've crept back up. That um, you know, it's sort of gone a little bit unnoticed. Um, we started this season as one of the clear favourites to to go up. You know, some some people had us down as as favourites to finish in the top two, and it didn't really suit us. We we struggled a bit when we'd got that that label, and I don't know if that's just yeah you know, the, the the psychological side of it or not. Um, so we made a bit of a slow start, and and a lot of people forgot about us. We sort of became you know we, they, they were dismissing us as oh they've they've had one good season, they missed their opportunity back to you know to mediocrity for for Sheffield Wednesday now um and as soon as people seem to start dismissing us a bit we started winning games again so i think as soon as we turn around and give someone a thrashing and, and beat them 4-5-0 if we'd have put you know 3 or 4 past QPR people sit up and take notice and at the moment we're going a little bit under the radar and i think that suits us so as much as it's uncomfortable for us as fans we'd rather be winning games 3-4-0 i actually think that it's probably doing us some good at the moment because no one's really taking that much notice it, it's allowing us just to slowly creep up the table um go a little bit under the radar and if we can keep doing that it, it seems to play to our advantage a bit that's essentially what happened the whole last season, isn't it? We sort of um, crept about here, there and everywhere. We didn't start brilliantly and then really just made a push at the end. Now, if we can sort of keep creeping about in the playoffs and then give that grippy push at the end, I think it's going to be brilliant. But do you think that there is sort of this this expectation that the players have now had lifted from their shoulders? Because I expected us to come out flying this season. Um, I, I should imagine a lot of fans probably did. And do you think the players are just a little bit more relaxed now that they've had chance to, to settle in and maybe that little bit of expectation has been removed slightly? However you look at it, if at the end of the season, if we talk now, if I said to you, we'd finish second and we'd be playing kind of like we have been doing, Scraping the wins, getting the one nils, getting the two ones, and we'd finish second. Would you take it? Hell yes. <laughs> yeah, it'd be, exactly. it'd be absolutely fantastic. <laughs> but you've got to admit, I mean, even whilst the QPR game was happening, 
there is that chance, isn't there, that um, they're going to grab a goal. I mean, we saw yeah, yeah. Um, Tom Lee's clear one off the line when, when Cameron came sort of running out, and we, we saw some, some belting saves, just to mention it as well, by Cameron Dawson as well. Yeah, he, obviously, his first full game, and he made that little bit of a, a scuff mistake to start with, and then uh, obviously saved a shot from that one. But one of the saves he made was, was Westwood-esque, wasn't it? It was absolutely beautiful piece of goalkeeping. Um, sorry, that's as an aside. Uh, I forgot what I started waffling about. There was the element that it was, although James said we were comfortable and, and, and he, he sort of felt that way, but there was that little bit of, oh, crikey, they could pop one in here and we're chuffed again. I just want, and I've said this time and time and time and time again, just one nice, relaxing game where we can enjoy. It's not the Wednesday way. No. Well, it you, bloody you should act- be. We but, need to change the Chuffy Wednesday way. I mean, you actually, I, you actually got a mention up where we were stood, uh, Lord, on uh, or sat even on <laughs> on, on, on Saturday because we were talking about squeaky bum cream. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> and we said um, it'd be all over you, or was it you'd be all over it, one or the other? It's all. It's it's true, um, and I was absolutely convinced that QPR were going to equalise, uh, and I was cursing us like you know we've not put this game to bed, we've had the chances to get the second, um, you know we've 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 not taken it, uh, and QPR are going to equalise, and that and that chance really late on when when Dawson came out and it ended up with Tom Lee's clearing it off the line, I was like oh this is it, and I, I was convinced that was it. And my mate John was the same, he groaned because we were waiting for the net to bulge, we thought this this is the one. But you know, this is not the the Sheffield Wednesday that 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 we that we have anymore. You know, we kind of expect the worst a little bit. Um, but um, other than I think there was the the Birmingham game. You know, conceding late goals is not something that we particularly do. We've got quite good quite quite good concentration, uh, and we can we can see games out generally. Um, so yeah, I mean, if if we can win every, if you can guarantee me that we can win games one nil, then great, I'll 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 take it. <laughs> Because um, in the reality, in, in reality, it's not going to work like that, as it is it, and it's it's no. going to be more stressful doing it that way. But um, you know, you, you only get three points for a win. It doesn't matter if you absolutely thrash a team four five nil, yeah, yeah. or or whether you win one nil. It's three points for a win, um, and and that's what we're getting at the moment. And 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 how we get those wins um, is probably not hugely important. If if the performance is terrible and we're scraping wins, that's not sustainable. But it's the performances haven't been terrible. The performance have been uh, increasing good um i think that it was probably as good as we've played at, at home on on yeah. saturday against qpr uh maybe not quite as good as the performances at, at, at brentford and at huddersfield um but you know still a, a solid performance and we were well worth the win um and while ever you're good enough to win games you're going to win games i know that's like oversimplifying it but that's the truth the, the cherry on the cake is doing it in a, in a way that we love sitting and watching, and we, it is good football. There's no doubt in that. But it, it's the cherry on the cake is doing it every week, winning three, four goals every week, etc. That's the cherry on the cake. The, 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 the bread and butter is, is is promotion. However, we do it, and we have yeah. to win dirty sometimes. You know? as, as we've said, Q, QPR are no mugs either. They they didn't really do a great deal on on Saturday. I don't think we saw a, a great reflection of what that team's about. Uh, and particularly when when I, when I got inside the stadium, and for once I could actually see the scoreboard um, and and read the players on it. And I was like, I, I don't think I've heard of 
you know, probably three or four of their team. I know who they are. The rest of them, I've got no no idea at all. Um, you know, hard to think that they were in the Premier League just just two years ago. Um, but yeah, like we said, they, they were in the Premier League two years ago. Um, there's certainly no mugs. So um, you know, it's, we, we've got to put that down as a, a, a good solid home win, and it puts us you know right back up there at the top end of the table. Um, we've got that. I'm going to have to admit here that I've looked at the table, haven't I? But there's that group of like four or five teams <laughs> that's just looking like it was starting to pull away a little bit. And I know it's you know it's, it's early doors, but we've just got to stay in touch with that. We've we've got to stay in touch, and we've we've done that. We've done that. But actually, because you weren't here last week, James, well, you were in uh, drunken spirit, if you like. Uh, we did have a sneaky little look at the uh, the, the table last season. The similar uh, similar sort of thing we mentioned last week that there is a group starting to break away slightly and, and as you said we do need to sort of keep in contact with that group and and I mean, the actual football itself um do you think sometimes and this is a, a point i've seen batter around uh, once or twice carlos wants to entertain our fans at home doesn't he? he he wants that type of football do you think maybe there's a bit of a an emphasis on the entertainment rather than the let's just stop them scoring goals and be nice and let the fans calm down. Do you think there is that sort of element of, of Mr. Chance here who wants the football to be exciting? Carlos wants the football to be exciting. I, I, I don't know. I mean, exciting football in theory should result to uh, games with lots of goals. Um, 20 now. And um, yes, yeah, something like that. You know, I mean, beating Bristol City 3 2 at home is an example of, you know, the kind of game that you'd expect when, when you're playing that free flowing football. Um, you know, the game against QPR on Saturday could have been 3 2. It, it just happens that it was 1 0. It, it certainly wasn't a boring game. Um, Carlos isn't an idiot. He's no mug. Yeah, you're right that he, he's got a style of football that he wants us to, to play. But he wants us to win. He's not daft. He knows it's a result business, and there may be times that we need to go out and and win games in a way that's that's maybe not as entertaining as others. But you know, he's proved by the fact that we finished in the top six last season. He's proved by the way that we're going this season that you know he's, he's certainly you know he 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 knows that results are important, uh, and he knows sometimes he's got to sacrifice you know gorgeous, beautiful football in order to to grind out those um, those results. You know, the winner, the winner at Blackburn, for example, wasn't a you know it, it wasn't a stunning, uh, you know, kind of gorgeous football, total football, whatever you call it, victory. It was a a, a ground out win. Yeah, it's, it's less so at home. You're right, but um, you know, it's it, it, it's Carlos wants us to he, he wants us to do well, doesn't he? I'm going to drag you right back to an era that that, that even you might struggle with, James, and that's um, the 1983-84 season. <laughs> when we're, when we're, we were in the old Division One, so second tier, and Howard Wilkinson was managers, and we got promoted, and he and he bought um, a player who he knew would get us out of that league, but wouldn't be in good, any good in the in the Division One, so the Premier League as it is now. And that guy was a guy called Tony Cunningham, who was a striker. Um, Lord H will remember him, no doubt. Um, and he scored a bag load of goals. And he was just a big, cumbersome, cumbersome even, striker who just put himself about and got got the probably 50, I can't, 15, 20 goals that season, maybe. But then we binned him straight at the end of that season. And he went back, he went to Newcastle, I think, um, bizarrely enough, um, who were then in uh, the second tier. But but that, the point is that sometimes you need to get a player or or play a certain way that will get you out of that league like like we did in not so not, not so long ago in uh, in in league 1 I I think um 
getting out of League One, you, you do sometimes need to take that tactic, don't yeah. you? And you, you need um, just some some big lumps, and you need some some you know, some physical players. Um, the Championship now is so full of quality; it's probably the the standard yeah. that the Premier League was just maybe ten years ago. Um, so. Um, I don't know if it particularly works like that now, but you see so many players, don't you, that that, that win promotion with a, a team which is the Premier League and then get sold straight back to a Championship team. You know, it's it's happened tons of times, um, and it, it's not un, unusual. Absolutely, that's where Fessy and, and, and Abdi came from, essentially, yeah, isn't it? Ab- it's, it's absolutely, you, you, you see loads. You know, um, Bradley Johnson, when when Norwich mm. went over, they sold him to Derby, and a few players that you kind of think, oh, they deserve a crack at the the Prem, and it very nearly happened with with Jordan Rhodes as well, didn't it? Um, Absolutely, still might do in um, in in January, and I've still got a list of things that people promise to do as and when he does sign for us. But, you know, <laughs> we'll, we'll we'll come to that in a couple of months' time. And um, while we're talking about um, QPR, then because I think there's a few individual players that are worth talking about, and. Um, uh, Rich will remember this because we 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 talked you know long and hard in the uh, in the pub after the game about <laughs> about a few players and one particularly that I, I found this really really interesting. Um, equal numbers of people saying he played really well and equal numbers of people saying he had a really bad game and that's Adam Reach. There doesn't mm. seem to be any sort of consensus on this. I thought he had a cracking game. Um, he, was, he was all over the place and yet I've seen people on Twitter saying oh he was really poor. Uh, one of his one of his worst games for us. I, I, I couldn't pick anybody out from Saturday that had a bad game. I thought they were all um, they were all kind of I wouldn't say in, in form, but they were all kind of they all they all did a job. Everybody did, you know. There's nobody that that stood out or didn't stand out as it usually is when when somebody's not had a good game. But I thought Reach played all right. I, I was quite, I, I don't understand that one at all. It's a mystery. It it really baffled me because I I thought that you know he, he certainly wasn't our, our man of the match, but you know he. No, it wasn't far off. I think he, you know, he put in a really good performance. He was all over the place. He really adds um, or, or complements the fluidity of our midfield. Um, and you know, if 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 we were, if all of us were to kind of say now where we thought Reach was playing on Saturday, we'd probably say somewhere different because he was all over the shop. They were swapping and changing mm-hmm. and, and and all sorts. And you know, it just it it just seems to work with that midfield as it is now. Great to have Bannon back in form as well, and that does make a, a huge mm-hmm. difference. The other guy that I want to talk about as as well, um, who was my man of the match on Saturday, and I thought was absolutely rock solid, and that's David Jones. And I think him getting a run in the team now is is having a huge effect. It is so significant. Um, I know I've, I've, I've bored people and uh, uh, listeners to this podcast to death in the past going on about that defensive midfield position and how important it is and how you know when we didn't really replace Hutch properly and Bannon isn't isn't a defensive midfielder whatever we might think David Jones coming in and, and, and really yeah. starting to, to get to grips with that position and what he needs to do and it, it really has made a difference and I thought he was awesome on, on Saturday once again after you know two or three really good performances in a row now from um, from him and you know, you talk about players showing that bit of Premier League quality and that bit of Premier League intelligence. He he oozes that. He really does. I mean, I think it, it's it's just the way does he fans it. We, we're very impatient. We always have been. Uh, and when somebody comes, we expect them to hit the ground running. And I just think it's yeah. it's just taking a little bit of time just to kind of for him to set for for Dave, David Jones, David, which what are we going to call him? 
Uh, Jones. It's got to be David. We don't want to mix him up with uh, the other one. Do we? <laughs> it's just when I said. It's, it's when I said. I know. It's when I say. It, I think of every. I have like flashbacks. Just scares me a little bit. Um, but I, I just think he's taking a little bit of time to settle in, and now he seems to be kind of doing that job, and and he's the right man for that job, and and and, and my kind of man of the match on Saturday, and it's literally because of his his double tackle was was Hutchinson, oh, but they were they ran yeah. each other very close. They were, and and the strange thing is that the um, the championship official team of the week, uh, the only Wednesday player to make it into that was Tom Lees, who um, <laughs> al- almost the guy that we take for granted a little bit, and and even he admitted yeah. that he he wasn't happy with his form in the in the early season. You know how how bang, banging form is he again now? He's had a, a few great games, and um, and he's going you know great guns. We, we all have bad days at the office, don't we? So you know. We can forgive anybody. We, it's, it's, you know, we we all have days when we can't. You know, we go into work and we're knackered and can't be bothered, and you know, and, and try and give us all. But it's a little bit different with football, isn't it? You know, it is. Kind of. And I wonder, I wonder how much of this, you know, for for players like Lee's and and for Jones now settling in, how much of it was about us just getting towards a point where we've kind of got a, a settled, um, ideal first eleven now and there's one or two positions in that that are always going to change you know it might be Hunt it might be Palmer at right back uh it might be that Bannon drops out for a game and 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 someone else comes in but generally speaking now we seem to have got a little bit more of a a settled idea don't we of what particularly our our ideal midfield is I think so yeah I think that that's that's you know four or five games in a row now where we've you know we've had David Jones playing that deeper role uh you know we've had Lee uh Bannon, Fessy in, in, in front of them, you know, Wallace comes in sometimes, but it's still generally the shape is is sort of the same. The fluidity is 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 there. Um I think the unfortunate thing is, and I know we're gonna talk about it a bit later on, that it's hard to see how Abdi fits into to that now mm. because I think the start of the season the problem was we were trying to fit all these players in and it meant sometimes, you know, we, we were inevitably gonna play people out of position and it just didn't quite sit right, it just didn't quite work. Now that we've sort of said, right, okay, let's not bother trying to do this. We can't fit everyone in. Players are going to have to miss out. And it's it started working more now. Um, before we do finish speaking about QPR, can I just give a, a little shout to Mr. Hooper, of course, who uh, obviously scored our, our, our solo goal. A wonderful bit of control off his face, James. I know when people <laughs> usually say um, off his face to you, it's in a different context. Um, what, but... Sorry, what, what, what exactly are you implying here? <laughs> <laughs> it was a, a lovely bit of uh, sort of nose control, wasn't it? Brilliant. Um, so, yes, well done, uh, Mr. Hooper. And, of course, had a, a decent game as well, I thought. Um, uh, the other thing uh, from the game itself is, is Carlos speaking about the strikers after the game in his post-match. Uh, gave a, a little bit of his, his tactical nouns in his uh, one of his quotes there. He said, uh, they think, speaking about the strikers, um, I am here. I have a role to do. Um, I must do this when that guy goes there. I must do that when that guy goes there. And because of the dynamic, we score goals. Now, how insightful is that into Carlos tactics, ladies and gents? But that sounds like a genius. Carlos quote of the week. That That's good. <laughs> He's an absolute genius. Um, the other sort of little bit of thing from the uh, the QPR game was a big congratulations or even congratulations to the uh, to the Wednesday and QPR fans. First of all, for the um, the collection before the game for Breast Cancer Care, um, who managed to collect one thousand five hundred and thirteen pounds and sixty pence, which is their biggest ever collection um, at a football match, which is brilliant news. And of course the. Um, uh, the the silence or, or tribute more than silence should we say to uh, the death of the king of Thailand which 
although it was very well respected, um, it's it, just a little bit sort of somber. And obviously, we saw the pictures on the screen and all that kind of thing. And it was very well done by the fans. I thought. It, I spoke it, to a friend, of, friend, friend of mine last night who's who's Thai. And um, she she doesn't very often come to Hillsborough. Her other half is fairly regular home and away, but she wanted to make it to this one. And I said to her, it was from our perspective, it's quite quite weird um, having two minutes silence for somebody we don't really we can't really relate to because we don't know a lot about him, uh, the King of Thailand. But she the words she used was that she was really proud of all the Wednesday fans, um, and it was quite an emotional moment for her uh, to listen to how how well. 25,000 people respected somebody they didn't or don't know. Yeah, I'd agree with that. Um, I, I went to Thailand a few years ago, and um, it's a strange country, Thailand, because politically it's quite um, unsettled. You know, kind of revolution and overthrowing the government happens quite a lot. The one thing that has been a consistent right through and which everyone agrees with in, in Thailand is how brilliant the, the king is. So, you know, they've had all kinds of different... Um, prime ministers and um, and different presidents, whatever they call them, um, but but the king has you know remained the constant throughout and and kind of you know holds the the country together. Um, so you know it is a a, a massive deal. And um, I've, I I'll be honest, I was just a tad worried beforehand, thinking are people going to get this? Because I thought if you know if people yeah, don't respect it. You know, I, I, knowing how 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 kind of important it is, and how pri- proud um, the 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 ties are generally, that you know it could really upset Mr. Chansiri. And I think that you know we saw the opposite of that in terms of the fact that he released released that statement the day after, which really came from the heart. You know, he was you know absolutely you know blown away with uh, with how well uh, respected it it it, it was. Um, and I thought it was really tastefully done. I, you know, I've got to admit, I, I was kind of stood there while it was going on, thinking this is quite bizarre. You know, it was quite a, an unusual thing. We, we, you know, we got a song playing mm. that I had no idea what it was, um, and kind of looking around at a lot of people who were just like, "This is, you know, no, no one finding it, but, but you know, kind of silly or anything, but but just like, you know, this is really unusual for us. This is something different for us at a, at a football match." Um, and you know, sometimes we're not always that receptive to new things, but but everyone you know really went with it, and um, yeah, I think uh, yeah, a huge well done for uh, for for everyone for you know helping make our chairman really proud of our football club. Absolutely, mm, absolutely. and of course yeah. the uh, the QPR fans as well, very well respected from from the away fans too. Uh, one thing that you did mention there, Jay, which is something we've not really touched on a great deal: twenty five thousand at the QPR game. Just short of twenty six, cracking attendance. That really, isn't it? Really, really yeah, is a belt in attendance. Big well done for QPR bringing um, one hundred and fifty or whatever it was that they um, <laughs> that they brought with them as well. Uh, yeah, that was that was great. I don't think it wasn't a particularly cheap game, was it? It wasn't one of the like no, super cheap ones. So there was no offers on or anything like that. Um, it was a really good crowd. It was a bit of a quiet game. I don't think there was a huge atmosphere there, but it never felt like um, it was a um, you know an uncomfortably quiet atmosphere it, it just felt like a you know a very kind of settled atmosphere and um and, and a nice game of football to be at absolutely whether you're celebrating a birthday a wedding or anniversary maybe you've passed your driving test or you've landed a new job 
Well, whatever your reason for a party, the Riverside Cafe is the perfect location on Catchbar Lane overlooking Hillsborough Stadium. To inquire about hiring us for your function, call 07989 856 054 or Odable 14232 um, Right then, ladies and gents, so that's the uh, QPR game all done and dusted. Let's move on with the um, scant little bit of Wednesday news we have for this week. And uh, the main bit of news come out is that Mr Palmer has uh, now signed a new two-year contract at the Wednesdays. Now, Mr Palmer is somewhat of a, uh, a figure that's causes controversy within the Wednesday fans. I personally am very, very glad to see that he's signed. He is a, a Wednesday mainstay in my eyes. Um, obviously not the greatest ever player we've had um, in that particular position at right back, but I think he does a brilliant, brilliant job. And I do think he's pushing Mr Hunt for that position as well, which is fantastic. Do, do, do you know my theory? I think he's... He, Ramon, <laughs> Ramon, sorry, seems to have disappeared. <laughs> I think he's under his patio, round the back of Liam Palmer's house. <laughs> he's had Ramon. Uh, it's a Brookside him. moment, is it? Is <laughs> it a Jimmy, yeah, a Jimmy yeah. Corkill? Yeah, and he's coming um, around. And he's, uh, he's got Ramon is no more. <laughs> I, um, I, I've got to admit, I was a little bit surprised. And um, I, I, I guess it's a funny one with Palmer, because I think we all, we all sort of love him, don't we? And we all have moments where maybe we doubt if he's really up to it in terms of where we're trying to be now and what we're pushing towards now and um you know the level that we want to be playing at is 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 Palmer really there and more often than not now I think he is I think the last few games he's he's played in he's consistently played really well and he's consistently done a a, a really good job um and I think he probably deserves it I think he deserves his his, his new contract you know he, he, is would he come with us into the Premier League if we got promoted I, I don't know I'm not sure whether or not he's he's up to that standard but I um I think he deserve a a, a bit of a crack at it and uh, my opinion has probably changed a bit of him in the last few weeks um so um yeah well done to him I'd agree with that. I think he's um, he's certainly got he took the, the bull by the horns and come in and when he's played he's 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 not let us down at all. Um, I think before he was a bit hit and miss, but now I just think he's he's got a bit of consistency to his game, uh, and that can only be a good thing, you know, for whether he whether he, he gets the spot or, or Hunt, Hunt does. We just, would have had a, a similar conversation about bringing Palmer from League One to the Championship, wouldn't we? Because back then. He was a, a, a similar sort of player, and, and clearly he's grown with the club because when I see Palmer's name on the T-shirt, I'm not, I'm not worried about right-back, not in the slightest. When I see Palmer's name on the T-shirt, I think Carlos is trying to lock this one up a little bit. We're playing a more defensive game. I don't worry that I see his name. It, it's, I mean, it's, it's, it's like we talk about squad rotation and, and the, the clearest example that we've got is that right-back position, isn't it? Because you know, certain games we play Palmer, certain games we play Hunt, I thought Hunt actually had a really good game on Saturday against QPR, and he was one of the players that I thought about mentioning um, in terms of the fact that it was one of the best performances I've seen him have in a Wednesday shirt for for for, for some time. Um, ha- having said that, you know Palmer came on and and didn't put a foot wrong either. You know he he played really well and has done for the last few um, the last few games. It's weird, you know, it was only a, a, a probably three, four, five weeks ago that me and my mates were saying. In January, we need a, 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 a new right-back. We need a quality new right-back because the two that we've got are a bit average. And we actually said, maybe actually we need two. Maybe we need two new right-backs. Uh, and, um, you know, we, we, we have to give up on, you know, Hunts, that, that sort of a bit bit of a liability defensively. Um, 
Palmer is stronger defensively, but um, doesn't add as much going forward. Um, actually, you know, the the they've both shown that the, the side of the game that maybe they're not known for that they they can do. Um, you know, Palmer probably should have scored at Huddersfield, but got himself in a great position. And Hunt looked really solid at the back on um, on Saturday. So um, I don't know what the point was I was trying to make, but there you go. <laughs> the, the point you're trying to make there is what we need to do is we need to get Mr. Chan Siri to plough some money into gene splicing and have a, a, a Palmer Hunt mix-up um, called Ramon. And that'll sort of that. What, what would you call um, it? Would you call it Punt or would you call it Harmer? It's a good job his name's not... It's, it's a good job it's not called Karma, isn't it? Because then we'd have a problem <laughs> if you to splice those two together if you, uh, if you see where I'm going with that one. <laughs> Um, right, the other bit of uh, Wednesday news, uh, we had a player in the paper, haven't we, James? Uh, well, kind of, yeah. So um, I-, I noticed that the, I think it was the star, that did a bit about uh, Carlos talking about Alman Abdi. Now, I-, I found the Abdi question and the subject of Alman Abdi quite interesting because he was probably the signing that we were all most excited about in the in the summer um he was the one that you know we had a, a slightly sleepless night didn't we worry and thinking oh he's not going to sign and then you're know, quite late on in the evening it was it was confirmed um and then since he's been here he's, it's just not really fallen into place for him it's not really happened for him the games that he's played he's been a bit disappointing and it was interesting carlos saying that because he joined us quite late on, so he didn't really have a pre-season. So the games that he has played in so far have kind of been his pre-season. Um, and I wondered if I found that a little bit reassuring, because I, 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 I've got to admit that I've wondered whether or not we've... You see this sometimes where a player does really well at, at one club, goes to another, and it just doesn't happen for them. And I've been a bit worried that Abdi is, is that player for us, really, that came here with a lot of expectation, um, you know, a, a, adored by the Watford fans, really well thought of by his, his previous club, um, and, and it's just not going to work out for him here. And so I wondered if I, um, if I just take a little bit from that and think, maybe we shouldn't write him off just yet. Maybe Abdi's still got a, a role to play when he really is fully up to to speed and we are well we're in november next week aren't we it's a tad worrying that he's not that that carlos fields is not quite up to speed yet and and that's something that you know carlos has got to 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 work on with him um but yeah i i mean i don't know what you guys think does that does that give us a bit of a a little bit of confidence that maybe we've still got something to, to, to come from abdi I think we're in a good situation with them because at the minute, um, after all the kind of, can we fit Abdi and can we not, we've kind of probably found now in the midfield four um, that are probably going to uh, uh, seem to be playing okay. And I'm not going to get too excited after one game against QPR or whatever, but it seems we might have kind of cured that kind of that issue. But what a good good thing is it doesn't put any pressure onto Abdi then to you know have to come in and perform. He, he can take a bit of time out relax, just kind of just get himself up to the the point where where he, he's firing on, on all is like, like a call of Watford's um, fans saw in him. Uh, and hopefully, you know, it'll a little bit of time, a little bit of patience with him, we'll, we'll, we'll see that. If I was to be playing um, devil's advocate, um, which, of course, I am very good at doing, um, is there an element of this that we have a £4 million substitute, basically, here? Great, think, isn't it? Yeah, it is, which is is brilliant. Um, but is there a possibility that uh, that Carlos could be under some sort of pressure spending four million pound on a player that hasn't really sort of shone 
because it's a lot of money, four million quid. Um, do you think maybe Carlos, and of course I love him to bits, we all do, playing devil's advocate, do you think Carlos was just trying to say, well, just give me a little bit more time. I know I spent £4 million on this player, and I know he's not really playing. Could it possibly be that he's wasted a bit of money there? I mean, possibly. I don't know. I mean, how I, I, I kind of get a little frustrated with people over this kind of thing because people say, "Oh, well, he's he's cost this amount, so he's, he should be playing." It, it doesn't, you know, it's not. He's not cost us anything. It's it's Mister Chancery that spent the the money, yeah. um, and that's for you know them two to discuss whether or not they 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 think, oh, maybe we spent too much of him or whatever. It doesn't matter. He's just a player for us, you know. Whether or not he comes on a free transfer or they pay money for him, whatever, it doesn't matter. He's he's in the squad at the moment. He's you know he's he, he's not been performed well enough to be getting into the team um, and, and let's hope that he does the fact that it costs £4 million doesn't really matter does it you know Kieran Lee's well, worth more than he's worth let's be fair mm-hmm. he, he didn't cost us a bean yeah that, again just playing devil's advocate Bobby absolutely yeah it's it's a fair question um, you know Carl, you, you're right in the respect Carlos is not going to come out and, and say yeah Abdi um, he's, he's just not very good sorry about that <laughs> Thought I thought he was. Uh, I, I thought I thought he was good, but um, no, yeah, I've really screwed that one up. Of course, he's not going to say that, but you know, he's he's not going to be that well thought of by Watford fans. I've said before, you know, I find I, I I've got a lot of time for Watford fans. I find them quite considered, um, and um, you know, I think that they're they're quite good at seeing things in in a clear manner. Um, and for them to say that, you know, he was. Their their best player for for a couple of years, if not you know longer than that, that that does mean something. There is something in this guy. Um, it unfortunately is just not quite happening for us right now. Absolutely. I think being I think being real realist, you know, not every signing works out. Um, hopefully this one will, but but not everyone does. That's just reality, isn't it? And let's be fair, it doesn't matter at the moment, does it? We, we don't need him no, right now. No. We, we're not crying out thinking, oh, God, you know, so-and-so is not playing very well. We've got to get, you know, we need someone to be playing in, in, in central midfield. We, we've got, we've said before, we've almost got an embarrassment of riches when it comes to, to central yeah. midfield. Um, and actually having someone that's a little bit out of form does us a bit of a favour. It, it removes an issue there. Um, if everyone's playing really well and you, you, you've got to keep someone out of the team, um, it, it, it's fine for him at the moment not to be in form, but... Yeah, we, we're going to get injury problems. We're going to get a glutted of, of of games as we get towards Christmas, as you always do. Um, we do need him to to be able to come in and perform, um, and to take his chance. You know, if if he comes in and, exactly and, and and plays brilliantly, and then you know we've we've got that question then of of of, of you know d- does he go back out the team or does he keep his place? And you know, that, I I kind of look forward to us having that problem. At some point, he'll have that. He'll get an opportunity whether it's through an injury or whatever. He will get that opportunity. So. We'll, we'll we'll see how he, he, he kicks on when, when he comes in. We'll look forward to somebody getting injured. Absolutely. Um, <laughs> I, didn't injured. I did say, oh, some other reason. Yeah, yeah. We all know what you meant, you nasty little sod. Um, <laughs> um, a, a bit of good news from, from um, your side for the Wednesday week, uh, Rich Orbean. I believe we had a bit of a, a milestone on Twitter this week as well. Yes, yes we, we, we hit um, 4,000... Followers this week, yes, yeah, not not massive. I'd love more, but no, that's it's. Um, we've done really well in the last um, last few months, and all of us uh, pitching with that, with uh, you know, all so you, you never who you're gonna you know who you're gonna get responding when you you, you send a message. But <laughs> please do set, send your tweets in and followers, and we'll we'll try and um, you know have a bit of Wednesday week banter with you. 
And quite often you might get three or four messages back from the same message because we don't check to see if anybody else has sent one. So um, <laughs> we probably like, like, it's like like a, it's like liking our own post on, posts on Facebook. Some somebody does that. And I'm not sure who it is. Any clues? Well. To be honest, I'm not very good on Facebook, as I, I might have mentioned once or twice before. I've mentioned that, yes. <laughs> and, and to be honest, I've given up on it now. Have it, bloody Facebook. If they're not going to have a lot of them on Facebook, they're not going to have it. It's as simple as that. But no, thank you ever so much for everybody that, that follows us over there on Twitter. And, and keep doing so. Pass it on to your friends. And, uh, and, and as I say, it, it's, it's only going to get bigger apparently um right and i think um from a wednesday news point of view is that around about it chaps um i, I can bring you some breaking news as we talk now which is not particularly oh. wednesday well it's not at all wednesday related um but i've just been counting watching the um the aftermatch coverage of the manchester derby uh, and manchester united have a team of 11 people who are currently mowing the grass 11 people it takes <laughs> to some other pitch. Boy, you're Trafford, loving apparently. being on this podcast tonight, aren't you? <laughs> <laughs> Here's a question. Where would you find all of the following in one place? Chairs, tables, beer, Vic, James, more beer, Dickyow, Eddie, more beer, and the rest of the Wednesday week gang. That's right, it's the Riverside Cafe's new outside bar. All of your favourite lagers, ciders, soft drinks, and hand pump ales are now available outside. Come and see the gang and give it a try. Riverside Cafe's new outside bar, now open on match days. Now, as we are having a grumpy old owls podcast this evening, I'm going to whip out my book, boys and girls. Uh, <laughs> on this day, yes, that's right, ladies uh-huh. and gentlemen. It's making a comeback. Is that, because... like, is that like, where are they now? It's very much like it, but... Now, I that was crap, that. <laughs> Um, on this date, which uh, I'm going to say, because we're probably a bit late with the podcast, I'm, I'm going to have a stab that this will be up on the 27th of October. And on this day, on the 27th of October, 1992, within a living memory for a lot of the people listening, uh, Wednesday beat Leicester City at Hillsborough in the third round of the League Cup. Guys, can you remember this game? Oh, guess, yes. Was was that the one? Was that the last-minute Mark Bright winner? No. Well, we won when... 7-1. Oh, right, that was the 7-1. Yes, 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 yes. So there wasn't really a last-minute winner required, but two of the goals were scored by Mark Bright. Anybody else? Someone got a hat-trick. Um, Nobody got Gordon... Oh, Gordon Watson got a couple. Gordon Watson got two, spot on. Chris Bart-Williams got one. Bradley Jemson. Nigel Bradley Jemson got one. Not Chris Bart-Williams, no. Chris Bart-Williams got one. And Nigel Worthington? Nigel Worthington got one. One more. Oh, bloody hell. Are you, are you looking more. this up on, on the internet? No, no, no. This is... I am a, I'm a sad bastard. This is actually from memory. <laughs> well, we know that, um, but I'm just, you know... One more the from one? our goal-scoring hero Wednesday legend. Oh, Viv Anderson. No, the other <laughs> goal-scoring hero Wednesday legend. David Hurst. That's the chap, absolutely. Uh, uh, to be honest, I've not got a chuffing clue who's called the lesser one, and to be perfectly honest, I'm not really bothered. Um, but no, I could, yeah, I'm sure there's a lot of Wednesday fans out there um, of our generation, boys and girls, the grumpy old owls that will remember that one fondly. And if you're just slightly older and slightly grumpier, you might also remember um, our goal-scoring Wednesday legend, again, on this day, on the 27th of October, 1987, um, scored a last-minute winner at Oakwell against Barnsley, of course. Ah, I remember Barnsley. this one. I was there that night. What a night that was. That Absolutely. Was- Brilliant. 
It not I, I, too long after he signed. I, I remember going to my dad's. My dad's rubbish old. It's a space. It had a, it had a, had a moon roof on it. It was a space cruiser. That was it. A oh, Toyota space cruiser. Fancy chopper. A few of us went across it in it, and um, I remember on the way back there was um, Crazy Nights by Kiss on the radio, and it was. <laughs> and they said the Crazy Nights. It was David Hurst got sang to it. David, to, David, 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 David. Yeah, it fits. That's good. Yeah, it works. Yeah, it was good. It's a last minute diving header. Oh, and boy, did we go uh, a little ape while we were in the uh, a forty. A 40 have we? Have uh, we possibly just stumbled across a song for George Hurst there? Georgie, yeah, Georgie, Georgie, Georgie Hurst. That might work. Is it for that too? Yeah. But the thing is, this is Grumpy Old Owls. A lot of the people listening to this don't know who Kiss are. Unfortunately, they were referenced in a oh, Robbie, Robbie Williams, Williams song. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but again, Robbie Williams is not exactly what you call current chaps. Unfortunately, even our newer references are probably from about ten years ago now as well. We're getting really, really old. <laughs> um, <laughs> but no, it's 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 brilliant to have a little nosy back at all this kind of stuff. And if you are a younger owl, this was when we used to get excited before Twitter, before Facebook. We used to have to talk to each other and read the greening about this kind of thing, and uh, and phone into odd little football shows called Football Heaven and get told to naff off. Um, you just have to sit in the pub on a Saturday night and wait for the man to come around selling the greenings and, and, and then the fish man to follow him selling the cockles and mussels. I used to ring the club call uh, line 0898 <laughs> something to get the latest news. So it was have this, this, this awful message at the beginning that was uh, calls to this number are charged at £1 per minute if you are not the bill payer, please hang up now. In a moment, you will hear the latest news regarding your team. Sheffield, Wednesday. <laughs> and it, this, it would last about three minutes, this recorded message, before you actually got anything. When my mum found the out, she went really absolutely apeshit. I was grounded for weeks. True story. 898 12, 11, 86. That was a number. Yeah. That's, that's really sad, isn't it? I remember that. What happens <laughs> right now? No, no, no. Right. (laughs) Um, So let's crack on then, shall we, boys and girls? Because we've got the Derby match coming up. And again, I know I say every single week, but this is rather an interesting affair, this one, because Derby, who were topped to be a fantastical team this week, haven't been going grey guns, have they? Um, Of course, they're sort of stuck down towards the bottom of the table. And I think they're waiting for that one good win to kickstart their season. And I'm just hoping that we're not there one good win. Of course, uh, Mr McLaren has been rehired by Derby after being sacked by them last year, 18 months ago, something along those sort of lines. And, and now he's back after Mr Pearson has left. And um, do you think we're going to be a victim of the, the, the new manager bounce for Derby? I think, I think my theory for, for this one is the theory I have for all games is what would you take before the game? And before the game, I'd come away from there happy with a draw, I think. Get but I think chuffed. But, Get chuffed. but, but let me finish. Let me no. finish. That's disgusting. But, you should be ashamed. But there's a potential to come away with three, I think, from Derby. We've got to be. We've got to be going there, aiming for three points, haven't we? Because yeah. they're in a bit of disarray. Their the top player is out, suspended. Um, you know, they're they're. Uh, uh, I, I don't know if they're going to be quite there in terms of you know getting their shit together for this one. Um, uh, 
you are quite right in the respect that um, you would think at some point, you know, Derby are not going to finish in the bottom six. At some point, they're going to turn their fortunes around. They've got good enough players to to win games. In fact, they're they're probably good enough to beat anyone in this division on their on their day. Um, so it's 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 just finding the formula that's going to work for them, and it all falls into place. Could happen on Saturday, and we could be on the receiving end of it. Um, I, I think it's. Of of the games that we're playing in this little kind of grouping of games that we've that we're in the middle of at the moment, it, it's potentially actually probably the most difficult one, because of the fact that we're playing against a team that that need points for a start, that have got the new manager thing there, although he's not really a new manager, and I'm not sure that he's going to have the the excitement of the crowd behind him like an actual new manager does. I, I don't think they think very much of him. I don't think they're that bothered about having him there. Um, but it's it's a great opportunity for us to go and um, just you know clean up. Really, it's 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 a great chance for us to to go there, show what we can do, how well we can play it away from home at the moment. Um, you know, four games unbeaten away from home if we get a result at, at Derby, and could be you know three wins out of four if we go there and and, and bring back three points. It's it's probably as good a time as any to to, to play them. There's always going to be that risk that they turn you over. We do, however, have a pretty crap record there, don't we? <laughs> We've got a bad, bad record at the iPro. Uh, the, the, I mean, they've had a bit of misfortune as well there because they've got a young lad on on loan from uh, from Man United as well. Have the um, oh, what's his chuffing name? James James Wilson. He's he's off with a cruciate ligament injury. He's actually gone back to to Old Trafford to to get that taken care of. Uh, of course, their big player Will Hughes. Um, to be honest. I think he's in sort of contract negotiations. He's not far from coming to an end, so that's all up in the air as well. And the one thing that uh, Derby and, and Wednesday had in common last season was Vidra, who went off to Derby, because we were sort of um, in that hunt as well, weren't we? I wonder if he's regretting that now. I, I wonder if he falls into that category of players, you know, that, that's just a bit overrated. Um, because I saw him play a couple of times last season for Reading. Didn't didn't really do anything. Certainly didn't pull up any trees for for Reading last season. And he's he's done very little for Derby this season, has he? Absolutely, absolutely. He should have come to the Wednesday, and I'm sure they put what 15, 20 in by now. But that's what you get, boys and girls. That's what you get. Um, right then, ladies and gents, another bit of exciting news is the Copend Facebook group. Our friends over there um, are releasing a app for your um, your mobile device. It's not specifically a Copend app. Um, it's got all sorts of Wednesday news on there, but it is also going to include the Wednesday Week podcast as part of the app as well. So if you'd like to listen on there, you can do. Uh, James, I believe you had a, a bit of a catch up with Cleggy, didn't you? And uh, have a little chat about this uh, this whole endeavour. Yes, um, so I, I caught up with him, and, and and really, I knew nothing about the app beforehand. As you could, as you'll gather, as as this uh, as this interview <laughs> goes on, um, that um, I didn't even know what it was called. So um, you know, you can find out all about it um, in this short piece that follows. Hit play. <laughs> Cleggy of the Cop End fame. Hello, now, James. How are you? I'm I'm really good. Now there are two things in this world that I love, right? One is Sheffield Wednesday, as we all know. As we all know. Yeah. Uh, the other is my iPhone. But you know what's rubbish? You mean the phone that's stuck in front of my face right now? That's the one, yeah, yeah this okay, one, this yeah. one, right here. <laughs> you know what's really rubbish is there's nothing that bridges the two. At the moment, there is no 
good Sheffield Wednesday app. There's the official one, which is just the football league one, which is a bit rubbish. There's a few unofficial ones that are a bit rubbish. If only someone if only. Could, could come up with something that would bridge that gap, that would solve my problem. It's funny you should say that, actually, James, because uh, for the last three months we've been planning such an app just for you, actually, and for people like you. So basically, yeah, so this app, is, we've got the forum, we've got official Wednesday news on it, we've got the Wednesday Week podcast, which will be on it every week. Um, we've got quite a few things. We'll have uh, uh, routine stuff like fixtures, uh, match reports. But yeah, it's uh, all, all in one place on your phone for Android, for iPhone. You know, it's going to be uh, for anyone to use whenever they want. That sounds brilliant. Now, I imagine this is going to cost me an absolute fortune, isn't it, for something that's that good? Well, I'd like to say yes, it would. But, unfortunately, it's going to be free for anyone to download onto their phone. If download's the right word, I don't know, I'm not a technical guy. All I said to some uh, app developers is, if only we had an app. And they said, oh, we can sort that out for you. So, like I said, for the last three months, they've been sorting out this app. Um, I think it's pretty good. Hopefully everyone else will think it's pretty good. But all they can do is download it and try it out for themselves. So it is, it's available for iPhone, it's available for Android. Yep. Is it as simple as you go to your app store, you search for the cop end and it's there? No, no, you search for SWFC Fan App. Um, I didn't want it to be for the cop end because it's not just for the cop end. For me, it's a fan app. So, like I said, there's going to be um, podcasts from the Wednesday week on it. Uh, I'm more than happy for other fan groups to... You know, so Wednesday I could could have something on there if they wanted to. It's a, it's um, started off, we've put a little bit of meat on the bones, but it's as we are at the minute, it's probably about 50% of what it will be. Hopefully it'll get bigger and better. The more feedback we get from it, the more we can add and make it better for every single person that's out there. Sounds brilliant. I'm going to go and download it. Thank you. No problem. There you go, there's the uh, the Clegster, so if you're listening on Saturday, pop over to your app store, whether that be the app store or Google Play, and you can download the app right now. Um, right then, chaps, any other Wednesday news for this week? I have a, a couple of bits, um, and this is the latest in our, our um, ad hoc feature of Local Lad Done Good, where we have to give a mention <laughs> to uh, Jamie Vardy, who is... Probably now the most successful Sheffield Wednesday fan in the game of football ever, uh, because he uh, he was this week uh, nominated for the uh, Balloon d'Or, uh, who I I think is probably the only Sheffield Wednesday fan to ever be nominated, and probably the closest we'll ever get to having um, a Wednesday player win the bloody thing. Um, but yeah, he's in the final thirty. He'll not get any further than that, will he? He's not going to win it, but. Um, you know, for a for a, for a Wednesday fan, for a Sheffield lad who's gone from I don't know if you know this, but apparently he was playing non-league football four years ago. I I'm not sure it gets really? mentioned enough in the media that. Um, I've not but heard yeah, that. For, right. not mentioned. No, no, no. Um, you know, he has done amazingly well. So um, you know, I think he deserves a, a mention on our, our our little podcast. An even more tenuous link to the to the Ballon d'Or. So I was looking earlier about Sheffield Wednesday and the Ballon d'Or, and as quite as you'd suspect, there's nobody ever been kind of that's played for Wednesday or playing for Wednesday, being uh, nominated for it. But um, I was trying to look for something a bit tenuous. I actually found something. Uh, and the closest I got was the uh, Samido Cristiano Ronaldo link. And that's as, <laughs> that's as far as I got with it. That's as close as I ever got Brilliant. to it. Samido once had his photo took with it. So uh, uh, to be honest, I think uh, Mr. Vardy would be... Yeah. 
much more thrilled uh, getting a mention on our little podcast than being nominated for the Ballon d'Or. So you're welcome, Mr. Bardi. It's our pleasure, hoping. One other thing from me, which is something that really made me laugh, um, there was a Bolton game on the TV on Monday night, which I didn't watch. I think it was Berry against uh, Bolton. The lineup that they had in the studio was Kevin Davies and Ryan Lowe. Have you seen the little clip that's that's going round of when <laughs> no, the no. presenter says something like, "Oh, you know, Sheffield United are one of um, the the best teams in this league, or the team to beat in this league, or something." And like Kevin Davies agrees, and then Ryan Lowe says something like, "No, there's only one team in Sheffield, and we all know that." Um, it was brilliant. It's a great little. It's a great little moment. I'll I'll, I'll retweet it now, um, so it'll be on my. Um, It'll be on my timeline if you want to have a gander at it. Fantastic. Oh, I love a bit of Ryan Lowe. Absolutely love it. And if people would like to see your tweeties, James, where can people get all that over there online? And I think I might have just called you Jane, James. I apologise for that. <laughs> it's all right. I mean, normally that's a weekend thing, but um, I, I, I don't mind it so much now. Uh, yeah, you can get me at James Marriott. Um, definitely not at Jane Marriott. That's my um, other profile that I've... <laughs> Prefer people not to look at, if I'm honest. Anyone that is off to uh, Derby on Saturday, me and my motley crew will be there. I don't know exactly where we're going to be heading. We've got a bit of a route planned. But if you're around and you fancy a pint, as ever, drop me a tweet. If it's anything after about half past one, you'll probably just get like some strange characters back that don't actually make any sense. It won't be words. Uh, but um, yeah, be good to um, to catch up and have a pint. Um, Rachel Davies. <laughs> Rachel, yeah, Jane with a beard sounds a bit weird. I'm sure I know her. Anyway, uh, yes, <laughs> you can find me uh, at Dicky Owl on uh, on the Twitter. Fantastical. Of course, you can get hold of me over there as well at Lord Hates That's L zero R D underscore H. You can get hold of the podcast and be one of our many millions of followers. So you can get up to uh, four thousand and twelve before the next game, shall we? Uh, at T W W Cast over there as well. You can find us on the Facebooks, which I will be staying well away from because um, I'm not sure if I mention it. I'm not great with Facebook. I am a gentleman of a certain age, ladies and gents. Uh, and of course, you can find us on YouTube and in all the usual places as well it's been a pleasure as always ladies and gents thank you ever so much for joining us be good be safe and we shall see you real soon real soon <laughs> And if JMP, if, well, a par player. Easy for you to say. Thank nice. you. <laughs> um, I, I thought you, you made an interesting point in there, and I've completely forgot what it was, so you're going to have to give me a minute to try and think of it again, because um, <laughs> it was interesting. Oh, yeah, I've got it. <laughs> Hang on. <laughs> the TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with Free for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. As football fans, we often pride ourselves on knowing everything, from which substitution can turn the game around to the quickest route home to beat the crowds. However, when it comes to discussing feelings with our friends, we might not always feel as confident. That's why we're here to equip you with the right tools so you can reach out to those who can help. 
If your mates are struggling, let them know that the Samaritans are free to call on 116123. That's 116123. They are there to listen without judgment or pressure. 24-7, 365 days of the year. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. It's the 90th minute. You've got all your mates round. You've got your McNugget chair boxes coming down the left wing, ready to go. Your mate's already been booked for double dipping and you steal the last nugget. Snatching all three points, back of the net. Lubosh. Automate delivery now on the McDonald's app. You in? At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com for more information. See you later. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.